0: Looks like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown waiver Wire sniping ahead of week four. This is September 24th. I'm your host, Kyle August. If you're new to Waverwire Wire sniping, I'll run through it with you guys one last time as we're early on in the season still. What you're trying to do here with this strategy is stash these players off the wire before the week three kickoff, getting the jump on that week four waiver wire. These are just stash candidates. If you have extra bench spots, players you're not using for week three that you can drop without any concerns, do that, stash these players, see if they hit in week three, and if they do, you're good to go. You have the players that everybody's looking for on the waiver wire next week. Of course, the Fantasy Football Smackdown has you covered on the waiver wire every single week right here on the Warzone feed on Tuesday. So hopefully we'll be talking about some of these guys as priority pickups. But if you're ahead of everybody, if you're sniping the wire, then you already have these guys on your team. If you're watching on YouTube, you're getting this Saturday afternoon. Like usual, you're getting this news early. But if you're listening on the podcast, last reminder for you guys, make sure you're subscribed on the YouTube channel. You'll get this show a day earlier than everybody else. Also other content that also gets released on YouTube a little bit earlier than the podcast feeds. So without any further ado, let's just dive right into this thing. Uh, off the top here, we'll go with the quarterbacks. No bye weeks yet. As we get into the bye weeks, I'll give you a heads up a week ahead of time. Nothing is better uh, than looking a week ahead for those bye weeks to to know where you have to plug those holes. When you see that on the fly, it's not a good feeling <laughs> going up against everybody else that are also looking for bye week fill in. So waiver wire stamping is key for that as well. But no bye weeks yet. few things with the quarterbacks, though. If you're streaming a couple matchups that are ones to monitor, Derek Carr. Going going up against the Denver Broncos in week four, they've showed to be a pretty decent defense. I'd be a little bit concerned about that for Carr if you're streaming. Might want to go to one of these other options. The bigger one for me is Carson Wentz. He's been on fire for sure. But his week three matchup this upcoming Sunday against the Eagles is going to be tough. And then week four at Dallas. So if you've been streaming Carson Wentz successfully, you may want to look to just pivot right now to one of these streaming options. Maybe even for week three, to be honest with you. Um, there's a player on here that I like better than Wentz that's readily available. Uh, I like his week three and week four matchup better than what Carson Wentz is staring down uh, over the next couple weeks. So my favorite streaming option for week four is Jameis Winston. Uh, he played fine as far as the injury was concerned. Uh, obviously, the fantasy output was not great, but it was a really, really tough matchup against the Bucs in week two. As long as he can make it through games, I still like his weapons there. His week four matchup against Minnesota in New Orleans, 43% owned. Jameis Winston is the guy that I'm looking to stream right now. So if you have a tough matchup, maybe you're not sure, maybe you just want a little bit of insurance for your starting quarterback. Jameis Winston is the top pickup for me at the quarterback position. Number two on this list is Jared Goff. He's gotten off to a really decent start as well. He has a week four matchup against the Seattle Seahawks at home. Goff is 41% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Jared Goff is the is the player that if I'm looking for a two-week Carson Wentz replacement, if I think that we've seen the best from Wentz and he has two divisional tough matchups, Philly and Dallas, the next two weeks, Goff is the quarterback I'm actually looking to add right now uh, and start him over the next two weeks. I think his weapons are solid around him. He's had good looks the last couple weeks. May not be a Carson Wentz status over weeks one and two, but weeks three and four, I bet I would put my money on Goff to outscore Wentz over these next two Sundays. Number three on my list is Matt Ryan. He has a week three matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. That'll be pretty telling uh, to see if he can put up points in a game script that should favor him. But his week four matchup at home against the Tennessee Titans, Matt Ryan, 34% owned, is somebody that I'd be okay just giving him a pass for now uh, from what we saw the week two matchup against Jacksonville. Not having Alec Pierce, but more importantly, Michael Pitt, Michael Pittman on the field. That's going to hurt Matt Ryan with both those guys coming back for week three. We should hopefully see a decent week three start for Matt Ryan against Kansas City. And then you can start him with confidence as a streamer in week four against Tennessee. And then number four on this list, he'll continue to be on this list, honestly, every single week. If you miss out on one of these more sure thing guys, I think while Winston, Goff, Ryan, their floors are definitely a little bit lower. Their ceilings are higher. For me, Marcus Mariota is a guy that has a higher floor. His ceiling might not be as high, but his floor is is. Really solid when you factor in the rushing. He has a home matchup in week four against the Cleveland Browns, 16% on Marcus Mariota. So I got Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota as potential streamers. You can snipe right now off the wire at the running back position. Uh, Khalil Herbert. He had a really good week one, right? He had that goal. He had the, <clears throat> he had the touchdown goal line look, which was great. Week two, Dave Montgomery really took that backfield over in their matchup against Green Bay and prime time. Everybody saw that. Herbert's ownership percentage actually dropped enough to put him in waiver wire sniping uh, consideration. He's under the 50% threshold. So at 46% owned, I know Herbert is more widely owned than most of these players that we generally talk about on this show. But in my opinion, Herbert is one of those must have handcuffs. If you're going to, if handcuffs are owned widely in your league, there's no reason Herbert shouldn't be way up there closer to the 55, 60% ownership range. So if I see Herbert on the wire, I'm just going to stash him. For this Sunday, see if anything hits. Obviously, we're not rooting for injuries here. But in fantasy football, you got to take those flyer lottery tickets. I think Herbert's one of the best ones out there. Two and three on this list. These ones, I'm, I'm still not sure how this is going to work out. The fantasy world has told you they believe it's Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin in Arizona, backing up James Connor. Connor's still a game-time decision for Sunday, so we're not sure if he's going to play or not. If he is out, then we're going to get a glimpse into who the true backup is there in Arizona. Both these backs have receiving abilities, so it's a little harder to say... This guy's the goal line, maybe early downs back. This guy's the third down receiving back, two minute drill. I think both these skill sets are very similar for these two guys. But Daryl Williams' ownership percentage jumped about twenty percent this last week. Eno Benjamin stayed just about the same. So I do have Williams slightly. I do have him slightly ahead at two and three. They're close for me though. Daryl Williams twenty six percent owned. Eno Benjamin twelve percent owned. I'm stashing both these guys just to see how that backfield plays out in week three. Number four on this list. As of recording this right now, Josh Jacobs is still questionable, did not travel with the Raiders on uh, Friday. It's still yet to be determined whether he could maybe join the team before the Sunday kickoff in Tennessee. Regardless, I'm probably just going to stash Samir White at 9% own just to see how it works out. I'm not starting any Raiders running back in week three, but if you're in a deeper league, 9% own Samir White. He's going to be a guy that I want to see how this plays out. For this Raiders backfield, we saw Brandon Bolden get a decent amount of run in week one. Then he was injured. Then it was the Josh Jacobs show in week two. What does this backfield look like if Jacobs were to miss time? Zamir White's a stash. Number five on this list is Tyler Algier, the rookie running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Does he continue to see the running downs work behind Cordell Patterson? I'm willing to stash him at 15% on. And then two guys that are IR pup eligible players that you can stash usually in an IR slot if they're available in your league. He's slightly over the threshold, but I just want to throw a reminder out there. Do not forget about Brian Robinson, the commander's rookie running back, 52% owned. And then also Gus Edwards, 13% owned. These are free stashes. You don't even need roster spots, right? Just pick them up, IR stash, add somebody else. You get two two snipes. Wide receivers. My favorite stash of the weekend, and again, 44% owned. He may not be available in your league, but Traylon Burks has, has seen some good run the first two weeks as a rookie receiver. And we've seen the value of these rookie receivers after just one big game. You look across the board; the Garrett Wilson ranking heading into Week Three for me is insane. I know that he had a fantastic Week Two, and he's been he's off to a good start. But his value has tremendously increased. That could also happen here with Traylon Burks. Burks at forty four percent own. Check, make sure he's out there. You don't have to start him this week, but just stash him on your bench. And even if you don't need a receiver, he's an easy flip candidate the minute he hits. Everybody loves those rookies. Number two on this list. Might make his debut this week on Monday Night Football. I'm not I'm not adding him for that play. Probably not even adding him to play in week four. But Michael Gallup at 33% on this is your last chance to get this guy on the cheap. Number three is Robbie Anderson, 29% on. The guy had a monster week one, a so-so week two, had a fumble in there. And then he was dropped in over 20% of Yahoo Leagues. You know what you're getting with Robbie Anderson. He doesn't have the upside of a Burks or with these rookies or Michael Gallup, but I still think Anderson's going to be a valuable flex play down the stretch. He's clearly still the number two receiver. DJ Moore hasn't been getting the huge target share that we thought. I think Anderson has flex potential in the middle of the season, and he's a guy that should be rostered in more leagues. Number four on this list is Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs sorry, no one knows this guy's name. 22% owned. Uh, Dobbs and uh, Christian Watson, both rookies. Came into camp, Dobbs was getting more hype. Well, now with all the injuries on this Packers wide receiver core, including Sammy Watkins, who's already been ruled out for this week, we could see these rookies get a little bit more look, and Dobbs is the only healthy guy really besides uh, Randall Cobb on this team. So 22% on, go grab him. And number five, Van Jefferson. I know he's probably a week or two away, but until Allen Robinson really shows up, I'm going to try to stash Van Jefferson wherever I can because I think he could eventually be the number two wide receiver. We have not seen great things out of Robinson the first two weeks. We have seen a progression, but we haven't seen enough for me just to say Van Jefferson is obviously the three. Uh, There's no one really behind uh, Robinson right now that's really pushing him. So Van Jefferson could be that guy. And one quick reminder, an IR stash at the wide receiver position, Jameson Williams. Not a lot of news yet on this kid, but again, rookie talent. This is a guy that needs to be stashed in, in your IR slot if you have one. If you end up needing that IR slot later on in future weeks, you can just drop Williams and you're fine. But at 24% owned, Williams should be rostered. Tight end streamers. This is a guy, this could be your last chance, in my opinion, to have this guy as a streamer. 34% owned, Logan Thomas. Uh, A week four matchup against Dallas isn't great, but what we saw from Thomas, love the snap share going up from week one to week two as he comes back from injury. I think he'll be a consistent target in this Washington offense for Carson Wentz, and he will work himself as a top 12 tight end every single week going forward, in my opinion. So Logan Thomas, this is your last chance. Stash this guy if you're not feeling good about the tight end position, which to be honest is probably anybody that, you know, didn't get one of those top five tight ends or maybe didn't stumble into Gerald Everett there early on in the season. Logan Thomas needs to be rostered. Number two, like the streaming option of Hayden Hurst in week four, this is going to be a Thursday night matchup at home against Miami, 21% on like how Hurst has seen the field so far that my, that that Cincinnati offense is going to turn it around. Hurst versus Miami is a great streaming option at tight end. Number three, Evan Ingram, real quiet. Both these guys, three and four, are kind of similar. Evan Ingram, 25% on going up against the Eagles, tougher matchup, but he's seen some good looks in that Jags offense. And number four is Tyler Conklin, also kind of flying under the radar, had a touchdown in week one, uh, but the targets have been there, 18% owned. Both these guys, they're the definition of a streamer. Uh, you may not be picking these guys up this week because there's no bye weeks, but as soon as we get to the bye weeks, Ingram and Conklin are going to be players that are going to be added on a weekly basis, those types of tight ends. And last but not least, the DST streamers, no dunks this week for sure. So when in doubt, pick a team that's going up against horrendous offense at home, i.e. the New York Giants. They have a week four matchup at home against the Chicago Bears. They're 9% owned. They could be a two-week streamer for you. If you're feeling a little bit uneasy about your week three DST, the Giants going up against the Cowboys uh, at home, that could be a two-week play. Week three, week four, pick up the Giants now, 9% owned. Uh, I would still keep the Cowboys defense over the Giants. That was my top streamer coming into week three. I'd still keep that if you can. But if you feel uneasy that you may not be able to get the Giants, you can make that swap easy and get a two-week play from the G-Men. Number two on this list is the Chicago Bears. Their defense has been okay. Anybody going to get up against Daniel Jones is going to be a DST streamer, more than likely. So 38% on the Bears. And last but not least, number three, going up against Cooper Rush, Washington Commanders, 4% owned. Uh, they were they're a distant third for me, but if you need a DST streamer, they're available in pretty much every single league. There you have it, waiver wire sniping ahead of week three. Waiver wire sniping that week four. Waiver wire. I will be here with that waiver wire content next Tuesday morning. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Best of luck to you guys in week three, and we'll catch you next week. We'll see you.